Hello and welcome to today's episode of Fostering Focus from Norfolk County Council. I'm Scott, the Marketing Manager for the Fostering and Adoption Service. We set up our podcast so that you, the listener, can hear firsthand from our current foster carers, social workers and team members. We'll be discussing various topics which will help you in your decision to become a foster carer. Today I'm speaking with Penny and Amanda, a foster carer and a supporting social worker at Norfolk County Council. Today we're going to be discussing reunification and how this can help a child through this transition. This conversation was recorded on the 11th of November 2020 and we hope you enjoy listening. Welcome Penny and Amanda. Hi. Hi. So welcome to the show. Penny, so if we can just start with you, could you tell us a little bit about the role that you've played in reunification? Yes, I had a recent reunification with a child and her mother. And I I really see my role as like two main parts, really. I think first and foremost, the most important part for me was supporting the child with the transition home, you know, talking to the child about going home and actually preparing them for that, you know, that that return home, that transition, trying to get make that as smooth as possible for them. I think the way the main thing that I did that was so successful was we had a visual calendar for the child so she could see exactly when she was meeting with mum. And she that was really good that really that really worked well because she could see when she was going for tea with mum initially and then she had had overnight stays and she kept mm-hmm. going up to the calendar and checking the calendar and that I just found that was really really successful and also I think an important part of when you support the child is working through any worries mm-hmm. with them and answering any questions questions because children will often come up to you and say something and you think oh I think they're worrying about that so it's you know trying to answer what they need to hear really. What were some of the worries that the young person had? She worried. I think the one of the main worries was in her mum's house on the stairs. They creaked, and she remembered that from you know a while back, and that used to worry her. So I talked it through with the social worker and the parent, which was really really positive. I was going to say my second, you know, my second role in that is working in partnership with that parent or that carer to ensure that transition is really smooth for the mm. child. And I think I just think that's really really important because it shows the child, you know, if you're working well with the parent, it shows them that good communication relationship. And I think that really strengthens the bond between the parent and the child. And it definitely did in this case. What was your relationship like with birth mum? It was really, really good. I always kept in, kept in regular contact with her and that was throughout the placement. That wasn't just um, as the child was returning home. That was, you know, constantly. And I'd send her regular updates about the child and how she was getting on. And I'd send her little pit, you know, photographs and things. And the parent really, really appreciated that. And she felt involved in the child's life, which was, I just think was really, really positive. You know, that's a really positive experience for both mum and the child. So it was really good. And was there anything particular that you found tough? I know you've got, we've got Amanda with us today as well. And obviously Amanda is, as your supporting social worker, has supported you through this journey. But is there anything that you found tough? Are there any areas where you had to seek that support from Amanda? I think it's always nice to know that your supporting social worker is there on the other end of the phone or, you know, you can send emails. I think I think my main concern was often it's a bureaucracy like the paperwork and things that has to be completed on, you know, the part for social workers and things in time for the child returning home. Sometimes that can be a bit tricky because you're sort of working within deadlines the whole time. But apart from that, I, I can really say it was really quite a smooth transition. Mm-hmm. And I think what really helped it work well was, like I said before, working with a parent because at home, when you have a child in placement, you put in you know obviously they have their boundaries and they have routines and I think talking with the parent about that really was really really successful because you know any challenge behaviors that I'd I'd managed I could talk to the parents so that it was much smoother when the child went home and the child knew what was going on she knew what boundaries she had and she knew the routines because they were already in place here which was really really positive Mm -hmm. really good. 
So Birth Mum took on a lot of what you'd established in that time period that, that she was with you and implemented it so that it was going from one home to another home. Everything was still in place, you know, same rules, same kind of, I don't know, sort of team time. Yeah, she was really, really good with that, Mum. She she was she embraced it. She was really keen to, you know, because obviously it's a scary experience. Obviously it's really scary for the child because it's all new again and, you know, she's got to, you, you just want it as smooth as possible, but also scary for Mum, you know, because she was her child was coming home and she wanted it to work and she really wanted everything to be just perfect for her, her little one. So she took on everything that we talked about and she even, you know, contacted me sometimes and just asked a few questions, which, you know, was really, really positive, really positive. Mm. And Amanda, can you give us a bit about your background in the role and and how you've helped Penny? Yeah, uh, my role as a supporting social worker is is to support Penny to be able to do what, you know, look after the children in her care. Um, And with this one, um, the transition and back to mum, just to, you know, make sure, keep in touch with her, be available, answer any phone calls and, um, you know, when I can, obviously, and um, as quickly as possible, emails, provide her with regular supervision. And and in that time, we it is a good time for Penny to reflect. So that allows her to talk about any worries, anything, you know, which we feel is going well, which in this reunification, it did go really, really well. But yeah, so giving her some space to think about things and to sort of unpick how it's going and if it could be done, you know, it's just like a reflection time to assess the transition, really, the progress and make sure it's going well, how's, how the child is coping. You know, and Penny was living with the child. She's the expert and, and to see how that was affecting her, if mm. it was at all. Yeah. And we would maybe look at, identify any training she mm. might need, which Penny did and other guys because she'd done it before, but just books or sort of stuff to read to help her and support the child and the mum. Penny and Amanda, did you put a plan down? Did you discuss what that was going to be? Did yeah. you sit down with the child social worker, um, Amanda and Penny? Did you all sit down together to put a plan on paper of what that was going to look like? Yeah, we all had a copy of a transition plan, which we was made up in a profession. We had regular professionals meeting, didn't we, Penny? And I would attend those virtually to support Penny to you know make sure that we all knew the plan and how that was going to pan out and Penny was the one who did the visual one for the child so she was kept in the loop all the way through it. Yeah we had meetings and there was a plan in place and that's where the calendar came in for mm. the child so we knew exactly how it was going to work. And how did you find, obviously we're in unprecedented times at the moment with COVID, but how different was this transition, Amanda, you know, sort of, you know, how different is the transition now during COVID to what it is normal in a, you know, in a, like if we were sort of in a normal environment? Well, I guess for the child, it it wasn't that different, was it, Penny? Because face to face, initially it was harder because we did, it, it kind of got delayed because we have support from the intensive support it was supposed to be compass who work alongside mum and the child but they couldn't work mm-hmm. they would only take on um sort of crisis work so that did hold things up a little bit things would have progressed a lot quicker wouldn't they penny yes definitely there, there was a hold up yeah but as as the restrictions eased they did you know the face-to-face stuff could begin again but so that was quite tricky and it did delay stuff by quite some months really wouldn't you say penny it was quite a few. It might have been up to, it might have been about three to four months, I think it was delayed, yeah. which mum found, I think, you know, the child's mum found that quite difficult, but she still worked well with us and it, it all it all worked well in the end, which was really good. Was there particularly any boundaries that you had to overcome with the young person 
from from a point of view of being quite settled with you, Penny, and the family and the things that you do to going back to mum? found initially when she found out she was going back to mum she found it quite difficult and it obviously played a lot on her mind and she worried a lot about going back but I mean like I say because mum's worked so well with me it's been fantastic because it's obviously it's never seamless because this child's you know moving from one home to the next which is you know that's quite traumatic for children and that's a big big transition but I'm really pleased with it and I think it went you know as well as it could really (laughs) definitely You've created that bond with that young person, haven't you? You're creating the bond and that kind of secure infrastructure around her. Yeah, she was very attached to me. She she built up a really, really good attachment. You know, that bond was really yeah. strong. And I think, you know, it did worry her. Anytime anyone talked about her returning back, she panicked, you know. Mum knew this, you know. We talked very openly to mum about that and mum wanted to help with that. And I think that's also why it worked so well because she was happy to talk, mum was happy to talk about me and what, you know, the little girl did here. And it was just, it was great, you know, it did work really well. And from that point of view of... You know, her feelings of trepidation, really, of being scared as, as such. It, did her behaviour change at home? Did you have to calm her down at all? Yeah. Or, or was she just very much kind of... I think I've got quite a lot of experience with children and I could see when she was anxious and we would talk through it and we did a lot of work on emotions with her and feelings. So she was able to tentatively express her emotions to me and how she felt and then we could work through that Mm. and that sort of seemed to work really well for her. And, you know, when she had worries, like I said previously, we would talk them through and I would say, you know, you're you're only down the road, you're not far away and if you ever want to contact me, you can. And mum was, you know, very much in agreement with this. So I think she felt that, you know, I wasn't disappearing because obviously this it's a massive loss to a child um, if they go you know if they built up a, that bond with somebody and then they they leave you know that that's a loss that's you know a loss for that child and I think yeah. you know you need to try and support that as much as you can to make that loss less less painful for the child and if you can just ensure that they're all their you know questions are answered then I think that you know you're halfway there and obviously the transition has taken place she's back with birth mum now like you said you know that contact are you keeping in contact is there still kind of regular kind of meetups I mean I know it's difficult because we're in lockdown again now but sort of texting video calls yeah once the child returned home then then what happened is you we had two two visits so I went to see the child and we went out we did we did it sort of in a neutral place so we went out for a coffee you know sat with mum as well and we we all chatted and that was really good and the child was really pleased to see me but she was also happy to be with mum which was really good from my point of view it was lovely to see you know lovely to see that she was set and she was happy when I left as well which was really good two of those visits took place and then I've you know I've said to I've said to the child and mum if they ever you know if the child ever just wants to check in with me to say hello then she's more than welcome to you know to call me video call and you know keep that sort of communication open really and I think that helps like I said with us sorry those first visits they've factored into the transition plan aren't they Penny they are yeah yeah and just before we finish our episode today Penny what effect has that had on your family you know this placement going successful transition how has it affected the whole family and you know and yourself really I think we're quite a close family, so we chat, we talk about it. And when, when the child went home, my two teenagers came, which I was quite surprised about, to take her home. And we all sort of sat and chatted. And I think that really helped because it was kind of that, you know, that it was transition for my, my children as well. I mean, I, I miss, obviously, I miss miss the little one because, you know, we, we were close. I feel very much that my role I always have done is that I'm a foster parent, but I'm here to support, if at all possible, that reunification back with the parents yeah. because we know that, you know, children 
doing our best if they're at home, if they can be. So I just feel really happy about it all. It all went so well. No, I just thought that was really good with the closure for Penny's children as well. I know they're not little, but um, to go and take the little girl home as well, I thought that was that was a nice touch. Yeah. Yeah, that worked really well. It sounds like they were quite protective of her, you know, in a, in a nice way, kind of, you know, older. They were teenagers, so sometimes they take or leave, you know, leave the little ones. But yes, yeah, they were, you know, they, they liked to, you know, they liked to make sure that she was safe. So that was really good. Sounds like they had a, a really good, like you had a bond, like a really good bond with her. But it sounds like they, they bonded with her as well. And she, you know, she. Yeah, without a doubt. You really embraced her as part of the family. You all did, didn't you? I think that's just so important. I think it's so important when you have a you know little one comes through the door, they need to feel a part of that family. They need to feel like they're cared for and they're loved. I think that's just so important. And you can't go far wrong if you can give them that love, I think. Mm. And what would be some of the highlights? What would be some of your highlights of some of the memories that you could take with you from from, from this? I think little things. When when she came, she couldn't swim. So I decided that was it. She was going to learn to swim yeah. and she couldn't ride a bike. We taught her to ride a bike and she's got a lovely sense of humour. So we always used to have joking and fun and just little things that she hadn't done before. We went camping. There was lots of things we did that were her firsts. And that was, I don't know, that's really like memorable. And I think that will stay with me forever. And the picnic on the boat, Penny. We had a little boat in the summer and we had a picnic. We went out on the boat and she absolutely loved it. And we sat on the river's bank and had a picnic. And yeah, it was, there's, oh, there's hundreds, there's hundreds of memories, hundreds. And they're all, you know, it's lovely. And they're firsts for her as well, aren't they? You know, first time going on a boat on the the broads, you know, learning to swim. Going back to mum saying, I can swim now. I can ride a bike, you know, just those, I suppose, a parent myself, you know, just the things that we take for granted to do with our children. You know, you're going to learn to swim. Let's get your swimming lessons. That's you're going to ride a bike. You know, I'm going through that at the moment. And I keep saying, right, we have to take the stabilizers off soon. We'll get you going. And it's just overcoming those boundaries. And what's lovely, I think, you know, with fostering, everything that I was doing with the little one I I did with my children, it was almost like natural. It was seamless and it was lovely because, like you say, you know, you want them to be able to ride a bike. You want Mm. them to be able to swim because that's very important for safety. And I think all those little things, they made made me feel good that I could give that child those experiences before she returned home, which was, you know, so positive. It was fantastic. That's just lovely. And just finally, if you could give any piece of advice to a potential someone that's coming through the door to potentially be a foster carer or a foster carer that's going to start a reunification transition. But what would be your what would be your golden nugget? I think take each day as it comes, you know, take it one step at a time. Don't think too far ahead. And just I think it's supporting that child. Listen to that child. Listen to, you know, what they're telling you and sort of pick up on their little cues so that you can work out their feelings and really support that little one in that, you know, in that transition. And like I said before, work well with the parents. It's so important to work in partnership. But, you know, you'll all have different ideas. You'll all have different values and how you parent. You'll all parent differently. But if you can work together as a team, then I, you know, I think, it. you know, we're doing it for that this little person and I think mm-hmm. if you can work well with everybody then it, it just makes it so much easier and makes the transition really smooth for the child which is fantastic. Uh, Amanda have you got anything to add? I think Penny covered all that she said it in a nutshell work well with the she worked well with the team around the child and the birth mum and that and, and it really yeah it really worked really positive experience. That's great. Well, I just want to thank you both, Penny and Amanda, for your time on the show. Until next time, this has been Fostering Focus. 